You are listening to the F11 Photography Podcast. To the chasers of light, to the purveyors of pictures, to all of you listening from around the world, this is the F11 Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Deal, along with your board operator and your other host, Mr. Brandon Gorey. Two coffees in. Let's do it. Yes, Brandon hit the uh, crowd cheering today because I uh, we have a guest. Oh, there it is. Yep. We have a guest in studio today, and we have a microphone that's in the way of my hand, so I can't reach the board as much as I normally would. And uh, so uh, Brandon is uh, helping me out. So I got and, you, Kevin. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Um, so I don't know what banter we're going to work on today um, to start the episode. Well, let's see. What's this? Um. Ooh, hey, I just had somebody slide into my... Okay. On, on the topic of what's not popular in today's photography is child sacrifice. Yes, we're seeing it sweep the world as we speak, that sacrificing children for the sake of photography is actually lessening in popularity, and we're very thankful to live in the first world here. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Don't lie to me, Kevin. <laughs> so anyway, I had this, uh, this I'm going to say, housewife... Uh, say that she wants to collaborate with me. Oh, wait, uh, I'm wait, gonna, wait. I'm, I'm gonna decline her. So that's heinous. No, what are you? What are you why are you? Declining she's not a model. Story? She uh, just charge more. <laughs> no, she wants to collaborate. She doesn't oh. collaborate. You know the internet. You know the. You know the. I want to collaborate, which the is a way of saying word. I want to work with you, and I don't want to pay for it. And it's like cool. Well, then what do you add to my portfolio? nothing, then I don't want to collaborate. People don't think that way. They think that, you know, and I, I understand that. Like, they're just, they want to see if they get a one-off because the opportunity cost is like zero. Well, you know what I mean, like uh, it's a, it's a, I mean, it, de- it depends. So like a lot of photographers don't value themselves. Right. So, so say someone 75% as skilled as you says, yes, they get a massive win just for asking. They get a massive win, you know, cause a lot of photographers, they just don't want to be rude and they'll be like, yeah, I could spare an hour and a half and just like, you know, yeah, I'm appease this person. I'm to the point now where I can say no. Oh yeah, no, yeah. No. yeah. I, I'm just like I'm so sorry. I, I don't, you know. Hey, here's my rates, and um, you know, like, well, and and she's pretty, but she's not a model. There's a fucking difference. So you know, being beautiful doesn't. If we've talked about this ad nauseum on this on this pod, which mm. is. It doesn't yeah. matter that you're pretty. It matters that you know your body in front of a camera. Dude. And I'm a photographer, and I want to take pictures of people that know their body in front of a camera. And it's clear from your pictures that you just want to go, here I am in Greece. Look at me. I'm so pretty. And that's cool. That's what you do. There's a there's a world for that. There's people who want to consume that. I'm not that photographer who does that. I recently worked Unless with, you pay with me. the Wednesday Adams of models. Like Go on. Just like stoic wouldn't like wouldn't say a word like resting bitch face almost the entire time and you know like whenever i'd say like okay can we like do your body this way and she'd she'd like chuckle to herself and go like, no <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even joking like i'm not even joking was she like, paying signed no 
No. So it was test. a collaboration. It was a test. Test. And but, but did you see any pictures ahead of that? I that did. Like that. Like oh, I she knows did. her body. She she shot with some of the best photographers here in Austin who do ongoing test work for some of the top agencies in Central Texas. And I was like, okay, cool. So terrible experience. So so, so this is so, just saying like even if they're signed. Well, that doesn't. That doesn't mean shit. We've had we've had unsigned models in here who know their bodies better than signed models. So that's not that's not that oh, yeah. surprising. Oh yeah. But, but uh, like, you, you do get surprised sometimes where you see somebody's work and you're like, oh my god, like that. I want to work with this model so much, and then the experience is just like, wow, that did not live up to the hype. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it could be that maybe these photographers because I've seen there's some models you shot that I've shot that I'm like, well, Brandon seems to get better work out of them than I do. Cool. It's just a compatibility thing, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, there are some where there's just like a massive disappointment because you've got nothing <laughs> and you're like, how do you have a career? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. How, you don't, you, you're telling me no, like, do you not get direction I on know. a set? I, I went through those photos uh, yesterday and it's, uh, I was just like, fuck. <laughs> now I'm curious. <laughs> I'm like, it's so bad. All right. All right. Our sponsor today is Luminar Neo. Harness the power of artificial intelligence with Luminar Neo. If you are a photographer and you don't like to do editing and you want uh, some cool, legit AI modules to do editing for you, check out Luminar Neo. My favorite things that it does is AI masking. So if you've ever been in Lightroom or you've ever been in Capture One and you're drawing a mask and you're trying to separate the model from the scene and all that, it'll just analyze your scene and go, this is a model or this is a person, this is a human, this is a street, this is a train, this is a building. And it actually creates masks based off of uh, artificial intelligence analyzing what something is. And so if you're just like, hey, I love my scene, but I forgot my flash and I just want to make my model a little brighter in the foreground, it'll select the model. And then you can go in and just turn up the exposure a little bit and make the model stand out and pop. And it'll look like you had a flash, which is pretty cool. Um, there's other cool things like power line removal, your sky replacement, which I find the sky replacement in that to be better than the sky replacement in Photoshop personally. Um, what are some of your favorite modules that you have used in Luminar Neo, Brandon? Because you did a review of it as well. Yes. Well, one of my favorite things about Luminar Neo is they have a very uh, complex lighting system. They've got a great high dynamic range tool system where not only can you make your contrast, brightness, blacks, and white edits, but they also have a secondary sort of light panel that goes in between where you can basically attack like a secondary contrast and uh, attack the highlights, the mid ranges and the shadows with different sliders as well. And so you get great color accuracy, you get, you get great lighting accuracy. And I also love their pinpointing for the eyes and uh, facial adjustments that you would otherwise have to do in Photoshop. Exactly. So that was, was very long winded. I liked it, but Check out the link in the description of this podcast, and I believe we have a 10% off code. You just type in KEVIN10 or use the code, and you can get 10% off your copy of Luminar Neo today. Speaking of today, we have a guest inside the F11 studio. Uh, joining us, local model, Rachel Hill. Hi, how's it going? Welcome, welcome. Uh, so you live on. Uh, I, I, I was jokingly gonna like give your address away. So your address is no. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, welcome to the studio. Uh, Rachel is a extremely talented model, and 
I open up every interview the exact same way with the exact same question, which is, tell us your story and tell us how you got into modeling. Okay, awesome. So basically, um, I kind of grew up watching America's Next Top Model, watching all of those great shows and just kind of being like, wow, it would be great to maybe do that one day. Obviously, looking back, that show is like really problematic. Um, but growing up, went to high school, my friend got into like a little bit of modeling and she got reached out to by one of the agencies in downtown Austin at the time. And so I reached out to them as well, begged my dad to take me. They were like, she should do acting classes. And he was like, we're not paying for that. We're not doing that. So fast forward many more years, I'm working as a bartender. I want to start doing modeling. I reach out to a couple of photographers. I do a few shoots. And then the Chive actually got a hold of me through one of their other photographers. I started working with the Chive, doing their stuff. And then, of course, OnlyFans and all of that kind of blew up at the time. And then, you know, three years later, I've just been doing my thing. So as you've come to know the photography and the model space uh, here in Austin, Texas, where... What sort of division do you have uh, between your OnlyFans work and your creative work? Is there a division? You know, how do you approach that? Um, I definitely think there's a division. I feel like for me, OnlyFans is my job and the modeling work that I do is more of like a passion. It's something that I've really always wanted to do. I didn't grow up watching America's Night Model and go, oh, can't wait to do OF one day. You know, I was like, <laughs> I want to work with people. I want to do creative things. Like, I really enjoy being someone's muse or just being able to be someone's tool to try something different. Um, I think that's really enjoy, like enjoyable for me. And then again, yeah, OF is just my job, you know, it doesn't define me or what I do, but I also do enjoy making that content and make a lot of money doing it. Have you found that because, you know, at the end of the day, being a model, you're, you're utilizing your body and your familiarity with your body. It's very body positive. And, um, it's like at the end of the day, you're making shapes with your body and those shapes, there's like an objective, like appeal to them. High fashion models, like, you know, something that they do really well is they make shapes. They make triangles with their arms and their legs in different ways. They contort their shoulders and their hips. And so in that light, does, does one aspect of your creativity inform the other? Like if you're doing certain poses on OnlyFans, does that help to inform like the, the creative space of your own work or vice versa? Um, I definitely think so. I think they feed off of each other. Um, definitely when I'm feeling, or I guess right now it feels like they're kind of starting to mesh. So it's definitely like I can take this amazing photo shoot and still make it some way usable for OF. I mean, I do post a lot of my like photo shoot photos there and the fans love to see that kind of stuff. So I feel like it's meshing in that way. And then of course, there's always the opportunity to do better quality, not safe for work content. I usually just shoot at home, but you know, I'm, a book shoots a, boot, a book a location. I could always do that content there, you know? Yeah. For your, your OF stuff, do you, you, you said you shoot at home. Do you do all your own shooting with it for the most part? Or do you have other people shoot you? I do my own shooting, but then sometimes like in photo shoots, I have one female photographer I work with where like we'll do some topless photos, stuff like that. But all of my like real not safe for work content is all self shot. Okay. Just curious because I'm a little older 
So I, I became hip to OnlyFans when someone like just reached out to me once and was like, hey, I want to work together. And, you know, I do my due diligence. I'm like, well, okay, this person wants to work with me. I'll research them. And, you know, there's your link tree and all that. I'm like, what's OnlyFans? And they click on it. It's like my exclusive content. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I'm like, I'm like uh. and so I was like, well, whatever. I don't care. Like, I, I, you know, whatever you do, what you do. But then the more I started researching, because like my, my, my thought process, and, and it's, it's from a place of protecting my work, not passing judgment on people who do it. Because I, like I said, I don't care. Like if you can get people to part with their money, more power to you. I'm all for it. But uh, what, what, what I thought was crazy was, is like, okay, uh, I know I don't shoot what I would perceive as stuff that would probably be pushed on this platform so i got nothing to worry about but then i started i started to do some research and apparently there are women out there who are clearing five thousand dollars a month selling pictures of their feet (laughs) and i'm like i'm like what the fuck so i'm like well maybe even like the stuff i would deem not racy could end up on there anyway and from my understanding and this is a educate me thing because i really don't know anything about it other beyond beyond what i just told you which is how do i know that somebody is using pictures i've taken of them without subscribing to their channel to see. And so that's why I've always been like reluctant. And I, I, I declined her not because I was passing judgment because it's like, there's no way I could protect my copyrights. What about licensing fees? Well, how the fuck are you supposed to license something if you don't even know someone's using it? That's, ooh. That's the problem. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know. Tell, tell me your thoughts on that. Like, am, am, am I, was I right in my instinct? Cause it's not, it's not to say that the person was going to do something bad with my work. It's just, there's no way to know without me subscribing. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely reasonable. And I think just like how you're feeling, it totally goes the other way with a model. Like I've definitely had a photographer be like, Oh, I have these photos of this chick and this guy wants to pay me for them. Should I sell them to him? And I was like, no, like, what are you talking about? Like, of course it can go the other way. And like, I think with that, it's just like, yeah, like doing your research, really vetting them and just like understanding that, I mean, people can be pretty, you know, shitty. Well, people, I mean, people tends to do what we perceive as bad things when they fall into hard times. Cause they're like, oh, I have these pictures of myself. I can make money. Nobody's going to know except for the people who are subscribing. And I'm, I'm not the type of person who would ever subscribe to that. It's not because I passed judgment. It's just not my thing. Like, I don't want to pay for that. Like, I, it's cool. It's not, not my thing. But I don't care that people do it. I'm, I'm like, hey, make money how you make money. But yeah, like, the, it also comes down to people not understanding how copyright works. So, you know, I, I make every single model sign a release, whether there's money exchanging hands or not. We are all stating what we intend to do with these images and we're going to put it in in writing and that's not a big deal to me but apparently a lot of photographers don't do this now the law falls back on whoever is the person who pushes the shutter release is the author doesn't matter like i could take a hundred thousand shots in a session but if i hand the camera over to brandon and brandon shoots that picture of you he owns that one picture of you despite the fact that it was taken with my camera there's press legal precedent for this in the court system but you know i always make models sign uh that release and then the one it's funny the one time uh, i had a model who wanted to do some pinup stuff and she's like well i want to sell these so i was like oh Okay, you want to sell them? All right, well, what do you mean you want to sell them? Uh, so I, instead of having her sign my release, I was like, hey, let's see what we get. And then from there, we can make a decision on what kind of contract we want to draft up. And so I took some shots of her 
they weren't that good. Like it's, it's okay to admit that sometimes like, yeah, that wasn't my best work. She loved them. I think she just got dollar signs in her head. She's like, I can sell the shit out of these. I don't see how, but uh, they weren't that good. But anyway, so it got down to it and she was like, okay, well I want to sell these. I was like, cool. Do you want to do a copyright buyout or do you want to license them out for a period of time? And she's like, no, I own these images. I'm like, come again. <laughs> you own these images. She's like, yeah, I own these images. I was like, why is that? Cause this whole concept was by me. I came up with this concept. It was like, you can't, copyright an idea because if you could copyright an idea i would copyright addition and subtraction and every time somebody added and subtracted something they'd owe me money which is why you know that you can't copyright an idea because that's fucking ridiculous so anyway i tried to explain this to her and she gave me some bullshit about oh i'm gonna talk to my lawyer i was like please talk to your lawyer i want to meet your lawyer i don't even need a lawyer to represent me to know that i own my own work and anybody who's passed a bar exam will know that that's true. Hi, I'm Jordan Groby, and you're listening to the F11 Photography Podcast. How, like, you do a shoot with a photographer, and let's say you get 25 plus, like, great images back. How long do you think that would last you on OnlyFans, like, monetarily? Like, what's kind of, like, the upkeep there? Um, I guess it just really depends, because I don't really make like extra money off the photos. I just use them on my feed similar to how I would for Instagram. Mm -hmm. So the main money I'm making is still from my sole content. I'm just using those images to like represent myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think it really, I can always do throwback pictures. I can always find old stuff in my Dropbox. I mean, I've shot for the past two and a half years. So I have a lot of content, but I think what really like drives me to shoot more is wanting to create more and like wanting to do those creative shoots Versus like thinking like, yeah, I'm running out of content at OF, but I'm also like, I really want to do this new shoot. I have these cool outfits or this cool concept. And like that is what pushes me more than just seeing not having as many feed posts, you know? So just like other social media, OnlyFans is like, it's an ongoing machine. You like you feed it content and it like it bleeds into it like other content. Some's paid, some's not. Um, but like speaking of that, speaking of the creativity, um, OnlyFans recently released TV. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? What's like, explain that to the audience. What is that? And what does it mean to you? Yeah. So OFTV is basically like a safe for work platform for OF that has an app you can get on your TV and it's similar to YouTube. It's kind of like a minute, 30 second or longer videos. And you basically can do kind of whatever you want. I have some videos like trying on different wigs. I did like a coffee video where you get to know me. I've done like stretching videos and I mean, it's been around for a few years, but I didn't know about it until maybe like six months ago. And I just started doing it maybe like two or three months ago. And it really is just like exploded everything for me. Um, and having OF support, OF has like reposted me a few times on their page to all of their subscribers. And so it's been really like reassuring and really great to get to do like kind of YouTube videos and then also see it monetize and help with my work. Um, so I think it's a really amazing platform. And speaking, yeah, speaking of, I want to go back to like the, the photographer thing. Like that's awesome that they do like safe for work stuff. It kind of, I'm assuming that would provide like a basis, like a context, like you're kind of meeting a person, but like you're not di diving into their paid stuff and it's just kind of like a nice, um, way to get introduced. Um, but that being said, like being a part of OnlyFans and, uh, marketing yourself as a model on Instagram as well. I'm sure there is a 
boatload of dudes who get in touch with you on the daily who are like just not trying hourly to, <laughs> a couple times a minute and they're just trying to weasel their way into you know doing a nude shoot and first and foremost like how has that experience been for you and like secondly like is there any advice you could give to dudes who are looking to work with a model who does nsfw work Totally. Um, I think there is also a big difference between like doing nude modeling and doing OF stuff, obviously. Like there's there's photographers I worked with that I love and I've shot nude work for their art books before and I have loved that experience. I no longer shoot nude work with anybody. I don't feel comfortable with it for that exact reason of like anyone could just take the photo and post it somewhere, you the know. The internet is forever. Yeah, exactly. And I already put enough of that out there. I don't need somebody else monetizing off of my body like that um so in the sense of that i think it really just yeah like <clears throat> it depends on are you being the guy who's like i shoot nude artwork i shoot shoot nude models or are you just being like i want to shoot an of chick because that's where it's like you know you're just trying to fuck and that's not fucking that's not what i'm trying to do you know the, 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 that's funny the the ones that are uh the guys who do that all their profiles look the same. Like you go, cause I'll see that shit all the time. Like every now and then they'll just randomly follow me. And anytime somebody follows me, I go check them out and I'll see like, it's like all looks like it's a fantasy shot like from the end of their camera. Like their camera is an extension of their phallus or some shit. And it's like, yeah. dude, you suck. Like, of course uh, we've talked about this in the past. A lot of times in their bios, they say they empower women. That's, 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 that's so good. Oh, oh yeah. It's nothing cringe. It makes me cringe more than a dude who finds a bunch of chicks with low self-esteem and like, fucking sheets of i empower women it's like no you take advantage of women who have no self-esteem is what you do and you're you're not that great dude it's when they post photos and you can see their shoes in the shot and they're like wearing air oh. force ones or some shit like that it's just yeah like, oh man geez. yeah like like ooh, yeah that's a cringeworthy thing yeah and then you find out they're like 34 and you're like bro you can't be doing this or they're, fi age. or they're 50 and she's like 19 it's like bro like it's fucking disgusting yeah <laughs> what's what, what's the worst experience you've had on, on Instagram with, with dudes who are, as you say, just trying to fuck? Um, it's definitely when they reach out and I just either don't reply or respectfully decline. Like, I don't reply ever, but when I had been single, I would just be like, no, like, you know, I'm good, like, whatever. Or even when I was, like, younger, I was just like, whatever, I'll just say no and reply. And then they're like, well, fuck you, you're a dumb bitch. And it's like, dude, you're just trying to, like, fuck and, like, slide in my DMs and shit. But... I forgot the question. That's, I that's track. Track. That's no, just oh what's God, the worst so thing like, you've seen? Like, oh right, that, no, the worst thing I've seen that's though. A good response. Well, there's two yeah. types. There's two types of male photographers out there who shoot women. They're the ones who are out there to just get what they can get, and there's the people like me who are absolutely terrified of saying or you know doing the wrong thing or maybe have something be taken the wrong way. And that's that's the way to be because it's like my reputation's worth. I, I, there's not a there's not a, a chick in the world we're taking pictures of that's worth my fucking reputation. Period. Yeah. No. I'm just like I'm like yo like if I say if I say something wrong uh, just like question me on it so I can reclarify myself because I promise I'm just here to get good photography. I've <laughs> like, said it once and I'll say it again. When you're shooting someone nude, you clock in your gay card and you clock out after the shoot's done. <laughs> well, something <laughs> else it. something else I've done over time too is when I shoot fashion because like first of all I, I don't wear women's clothing I don't know what it, how it fits. To, to everyone's surprise, if you take one look at me, it'd be pretty fucking obvious. But I, you know, I, I'm, I sit there and I think about what makes a good picture. And so I don't know how clothing fits on somebody. And so like, I'm like, Hey, if I ask you to do something and you are like, 
I can't do that with what I'm wearing. It's not because I'm asking you to do it because I'm being a shithead. It's because I don't know any better. So just go, hey, I can't do that in this outfit. Like, speak up because then they'll be like, oh, yeah, of course you can't. I'm a fucking idiot. Like, I always have that conversation the first time I ever work with a model doing fashion stuff because it's like I don't ever want to have some sort of a misunderstanding. But uh, but so uh, have you ever had – because, you know, for you, you have all the dipshits who who fall into your inboxes. We have we have the what we call the, the board – non-models who fall into our inboxes and that's when we give them our rates <laughs> it's like it's like you're you're not a model you're just pretty and there's a difference but um have you i mean you i'm assuming you've had a pretty uh good go at it by not running into too many bad photographers have you have you have you had any bad experiences like or has it been pretty okay um i think it's been pretty okay i've definitely just like I have a pretty good intuition. I, the only like super like sketchy situation that I can really think of is like way beginning in my career. This photographer was like, hey, come shoot with me. Like he lived off of the side of 35 and the sun was setting and he had sheets over his windows and he was and I was like, hey, it's it's getting dark. I don't really feel comfortable. I called my boyfriend. He's like, yeah, don't go in. And then he's standing on the doorstep and he's like, just come out. I want to talk to you. Just And I was like, no, like I'm leaving. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. I, I see horror stories. So there's a, a local Facebook group where I'll just be like, I, I just subscribe to it for the drama mainly because there's a lot of infighting and stuff. And I just, I like to watch people have drama. I don't like to participate in it. But uh, the the group, sometimes when you, you need somebody at the last minute, you know, you can go into that group and go, hey, I need a hairstylist or whatever. But I have seen some naive models get in there. It's like, yeah, so this guy wants me to shoot boudoir in his apartment. And, uh, like, uh, you know, he said it's going to be good. And it's, uh, you know, should, should, should I, should I do it? And it's like, fuck no, don't like, no, like stop. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you trust your intuition because I've just, I've heard some horror stories before. Yeah. I mean, I'll also go back to before that, like, because I will say the first couple shoots I did that like got my uh, the chive photographer's eyes on me, it was a photographer where he's recent, like not recently passed, but he passed away a few years ago. So, you know, that sucks. But he was never creepy, but he was like, hey, like come shoot this hotel. And like I did shoot like top of something. And when, like looking back, I'm like, I would not let my friend or kid like go do that. But it was it was the catalyst for me personally that led to the chive thing. And yes, it was all naivety and there could have been worse things that happened throughout all of that. I'm just like grateful that it didn't because not everyone's story is like that, you know, no, no. at all. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard <laughs> horror stories about like these models who went to this guy's uh, house to go shoot and they, they would only do it if the two of them went, they wanted, you know, a buddy there or whatever. And it was just, which is smart. Like they went into the guy's closet to like go get changed. It's like, doesn't he have a multi-bedroom house? Couldn't you have gone to one of the bedrooms? Like, well, anyway, so we went into his closet to change him. There were like, like sex dolls and shit in there. And I'm no. just like, you know, if you're gonna have a, someone get changed in your house, maybe have them choose the room that doesn't have the fucking sex dolls in it. You fucking yeah. weirdo, creepy motherfucker. Well, speaking of, dude, like I was in a very uncomfortable situation recently, is where I was shooting with a model, and um, she asked like, oh, can my mom come? And like, totally fine. You know, she's 18. Like, that totally makes sense to me. I, I would insist her mom come actually I, at that like, age. Exactly. Like, I, you know, like, I do not want to be the only guy there with, with an 18-year-old. Not my vibe. So, I thought she was 21. It turns out she's 18. She looked 21. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, mom's coming for sure. This is how a police report starts, but go ahead. <sighs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, 
the mom was there for the entire shoot, and the mom was giving a lot of direction, uh, like a lot of lot of direction for the clothing, a lot of direction Ooh. for like what. That's a that's a that's a no go for me. I shut yeah. that shit down. But go on. Yeah, not 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 direction for me, but direction for the daughter. You know, the daughter like. Yeah, I shut that shit down. Exactly. Daughter seemed very disinterested, and not once, not twice, but three times during the entire shoot. Like whenever I'd suggest like you know uh, new outfits, the mom would go like, "Oh, there's a nice sheer top we've got," and like, yeah, exactly, and like. And then she, she's gonna be wearing a bra underneath that, right? It, no, that's oh. a, well, that's the thing. Is that uh, the next question was? I'd be like, yeah, yeah sheer top's fine, uh, because I'm just like think I'm just like thinking black texture and stuff like that, and I just assumed the bra was a thing. This thing, and, and it the, didn't. And the mom asked me like three three times, three separate occasions, three separate outfits, same shoot. Like, do you want a bra or no bra? Like, like not even not looking at the daughter, not asking the daughter. Daughter's right there, and it's just like it's just like between me and her, and I'm like. I'm just bra. Like, say bra. I'm just like let's just do, <laughs> Trust let's me, just dude. do bra. But you know, by the second time, the daughter's just like, no, we're not doing no bra, mom. And, the, and mom just asked me again, like, bra or no bra? I'm like, yeah, the, there are some fucked up parents out there. Let's put it that way. And, and I, I, I feel sorry for that girl because yeah. she, she's, yeah, she didn't have a support system there. <laughs> I, I should have brought my friend. <laughs> yeah, know? like I was there by myself. I'm just like this six foot four dude. Just like, uh, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not informing on the decision of the bra for an eighteen year old. I'm not. <laughs> Like, yeah, please I, get me I, out of here. I tend to not work. I, I don't like to work with models that young, you know, uh, just because it's like they're not. Sh- a lot of times they're just not sure. They're, they, they haven't even figured shit out yet. They're like super fucking young. And it's like, yeah, you're probably not even like 110 percent comfortable in your skin yet. So let's 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 make those decisions like in your 20s. How about that? You know, well, maybe mid 20s. A lot of the girls I knew at 18 didn't even know what to do with their boobs. You know what I mean? Like they have no idea what's going on. They're just like, uh, like, I guess I'll use the same training bras from when I was 15. You know <laughs> what? what I mean? Like, like a lot of no, a lot of girls, especially in university, like they they're not aware of that stuff you know they don't have that conversation with their yeah. mom they're kind of just like i've got these things i need to put them somewhere so college is about that, my day. that's what that whole college age is for you're figuring shit out so <laughs> once you get beyond that then go hit up a photographer for a shoot but yeah i just i that 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 whole situation sounds super creepy uh anyway uh not sure not sure how that relates to a question for rachel but go ahead <laughs> okay well i i think it absolutely does is because you've done very well for yourself and you obviously came from a place where you had to learn a lot of things and you know, for, for girls out there who are interested in doing the same thing, they're interested in modeling, they're interested in in NSFW and you know, maybe, maybe both, maybe not. What advice would you give them? You know, uh, given that so much content's going on the internet and you'll be interacting with so many people who may or may not have power over you. Like what, what's some advice that you give? Um, I definitely say have a good separation between your work and your home life and like who you are. Um, Don't let anybody intimidate you about it or feel like you have to talk about it. I've definitely had a lot of people always ask me, um, especially like meeting new people. It's like, oh, like, what do you do for work? And um, you don't always have to tell them what you do for work because it's not everyone's business. And it's also not a secret, though. But, you know, it's one of those things that for your mental sanity like, just don't, def- don't make that part of your identity, you know? That's, I think, my biggest piece of advice. I'm a big fan of operating in darkness. And that, like, if you earn the right to know what the fuck I'm up to, I'll let you know. But uh, not every, like, like, I've actually noticed that with social media. It's like, there are um, 
you know, people that I allow in my Instagram world into my Facebook world, and then people I allow from my Facebook world into my Instagram world. And part of the reason why I block my Facebook world off from my Instagram world, I don't, I don't shoot uh, NSFW content. I don't shoot that kind of stuff, but I do shoot really attractive people. And every now and then somebody from high school or whatever ends up like seeing that I'm on Instagram and they go, Oh my God, it must be so fucking badass to shoot all these hot bitches and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, yeah. And, and with that attitude, that's not how you fucking do it. Like you, like you, 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 you don't understand if you, if you take that kind of attitude, you'll never work with professional models and professional settings. Like they only hire other professionals. And so if that's your attitude going into it, like you totally don't understand where I'm coming from. You'll be and shooting, you'll be shooting pool yeah. parties and cheetah print swimwear. And, and, and if you're, and if you're listening to me from my hometown, who I went to high school with, uh, you all are uncultured motherfuckers who think Olive Garden is prime cuisine. All right. I got that out of the way. So, uh, but yeah, that's why, you know, I regulate who I let from my Facebook world into my Instagram world. It's not that I have anything to hide. It's just that you haven't earned the fucking right to know what I'm doing. You know, it's, it's taking control over, uh, allowing people to see your work and, you know, who's earned the right to see your work. Like I, this stuff that I work on is deeply personal to me and you, I, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate you on that level. So I'm not going to let you see it. You know, if you end up seeing it great, but yeah, it's that, it's that, that whole thing just like premier, right. This dude drops into my inbox. It's like, Oh my God, you shoot so many hot chicks. And it's like, I shoot dudes too, motherfucker. You're like, like you are focusing on one thing. I am focusing on something much broader. And it's about making myself a better photographer. And I have to shoot everybody to do that usually because it helps me learn different skin types, different body types, you know, male, female, what you want to accentuate with shadows, et cetera. Shit sucks, man. <laughs> I, I find it easier to shoot dudes in any case. I wish I wish I didn't, but like you know, it's it's, it's true. It's like I shoot innately easier. Uh, you don't choose your market; your market chooses you. Women choose me to men like a hundred to one, and I still have an easier time shooting guys, <laughs> even though I shoot a hundred times more women than I shoot men. It's it's probably because I am one. Every every male model I work with, they don't treat themselves like models. They almost like don't care that they're there, and it makes the shooting them so much easier. Whereas you know, like. Um, Shooting a female model, and not all not all girls are this way, of course, but like it is definitely a trend. There's a correlation. Is they think that you know having an eyelash missing or in their photo, or that like you know like one line on their face is going to tank the entire shoot, and that it has to be addressed right away. And then suddenly, like the energy goes from like sort of flowy, we're finding where we're where we're going to suddenly it's a little more frantic. And I'm just like, you know, like. Calm the fuck down. It's like, we're going to get there. You know what I mean? I can take the eyelash out. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Well, I think that has to do with how society uh, treats people, Quite too. Quite possibly, yeah. It's like, oh, you have to look perfect all the time. That's why you're wearing makeup in the first place. And, you know, you have to accentuate all your features. Of course, a lot of that probably comes back to attracting a mate, but it's kind of evolved over time. And it's like, no, I'm wearing it because I want to wear it, not because I need to go attract a mate. Hey, this is Malika Gradic, and you're listening to the F11 Photography Podcast. Uh, I'm looking at this really awesome shoot that you did with a typewriter and uh, super creative. I love the vibe of this shoot. Where do you draw inspiration for these types of shoots? And uh, do you find that when you do a collaborative type shoot, uh, what percentage is you handing an idea off to a photographer and maybe a photographer that you have rapport with handing the idea off to you? How much, how much of it is mutual? Um, first of all, thank you so much. I really enjoyed doing that shoot. It was like a really fun concept. Um, for that one, I kind of, I had a couple of really 
unique swimsuits pulled aside and my boyfriend got me that typewriter I also had like one of his little Casio keyboards with me like a little vintage and I some playboys and vintage book and I just I think overall I was just like I want this like scene and I'm right here short right now it's looking very like French is what people have been saying so I was like I want like a feel Parisian you know to feel like I'm like just I don't know and then we got to that location and then it was like the most beautiful spot ever right on the edge of Lake Travis and that was me giving those pieces to the photographer and her doing her thing and I knew that she would be able to capture it the way that I wanted to see it as well. That's why I chose to do it with her because of her vision as well. Yeah, it looks like she put like a soft type of type of filter or something on her. Use a soft lens. It's it's a very beautiful shoot. Uh, what 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 other? I mean, so do you have like a little book of ideas that you sketch out like this? Like, okay, I do one with a typewriter and that's cool. And do you just like when when? How does this inspiration come to you? Are you just in the car and you're like, shit, I need to make a voice note to myself? Or how how do you how do you document and come up with these ideas? Um, I definitely think it's more like fly by the seat of my pants, but I'm trying to get a little more planned with it. But I think part of what makes it good for me is the spontaneity of it and kind of just like when I have that thought putting it straight into action um, versus getting like too over analytical about it and like too picky about what I think I want from it. It's interesting you say that because like it takes two to tango. When you get spontaneous ideas, you need to have someone you can work with spontaneously. And so, you know, there's going to be a photographer that just like text like, okay, we need to do this. Like, you know, we've got seven days. We need to do it in seven days. Let's try for five. You know what I mean? Like, how like you know and running off that theme like how important is it to find people you can work with really well over and over and over again instead of taking the risk of like sampling so many different photographers and maybe you're maybe not getting work back that you want um i think it's super important especially for me personally i've kind of shifted gears to like mostly shooting with female photographers there are some great male photographers i've worked with in the past that i'm you know i just I've lowered my scope. Like, yes, I would work with them again, but I just have been more picky about the overall experience and how I feel. And I definitely like the photographer I did that shoot with. Um, I've been working with her for at least a year or two now. And so I think that kind of like relationship and trust is really important uh, for me with how the creativity comes about. Also just feeling um, like I can truly be myself in the situation. Sometimes not that every guy is like this, but sometimes I've had shoots where it's just like, you know, either I'm looking at somewhere and it's like, you look, you look unhappy. You look blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that doesn't motivate me to want to look better. Like, right. that's not like, a, that's not in my opinion, a productive way to speak to a model to be like, you look this way. You should be doing this. It's like, um, you're being kind of arrogant right now. Man mansplaining. Well, yeah. yeah. He's like, fuck off, dude. I mean, you know, it's not like a sexist thing, but there's such a thing as a woman's touch and a man's touch. And women totally. are so much more subtle about the way they say things and so much more informative. Like a woman could tell me something and they'll, they'll have me like doing the dishes and shit. And I won't even know why, but a dude, like a dude tells me like, Hey bitch, go do the dishes. I'd be like, fuck you. And then we get in a fist fight. You know it's what gonna, I mean? Well, hopefully, it's not gonna not, happen. hopefully not a fist fight. Uh, I, I, I try to, I try to be very mindful about what I say around a model, like, uh, you know, vocabulary, you want to just not even have like sexy and stuff like that. It's yeah. like, like never have them question what you're 
trying to say, although it's, it's funny, I've seen female photographers work. I'm like, holy fuck. If I said that, I would get in so much trouble. Like your ass looks so nice. You look so fucking hot. I'm like, oh my God, if I said that, like I'd be like me too canceled like a motherfucker. So, uh, but Hey, whatever, you know, it's not like the guys didn't create this fucking world, but, uh, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta watch what you say in those situations for sure. And honestly, like for the type of stuff that you do, like, especially your OF stuff, like if I were a chick, I would be fuck. I'd be working with women all day long. I'd be like, "Fuck this!" Although I do know some women photographers who are highly fucking inappropriate, have terrible reputations, even in this town. And it's like I've had like four independent women who don't even know each other come to me and com- complain about the same female photographer. So it's not universal, but there stereotypes exist for a reason. That's all I'm gonna say. Long term plans for modeling, like where where do you want to take this journey that you're on right now? Um, I definitely want to start working with more brands and more local like shops and stuff like that. I work with Manscaped currently. I've been working them for with them for a few years and I love that. But I definitely like whether it's paid or not or trade work, I just want to be more involved in the community and do more creative work. Like I really, really want to do more creative stuff and just be in the community. Now, do you think that having an OF closes some doors for you, but opens other doors for you? And can you cite maybe specific examples, more of the doors opening, not necessarily closing. Yeah, totally. I think that there can be a huge stigma around it. There obviously have been brands where it's like, oh, they never reply. And you're like, okay, I know why it's the OF probably, or or whatever the reason is, that's definitely a factor. Um, I definitely think it does open doors as well, though, just going back with the authenticity of yourself. It's like, this is me. This is what I do. And if someone's cool with it, fuck yeah. If they're not, then it's just not the right connection. It's not the right path, you know? And that's totally okay. Everyone has different opinions on things. I'm not some like home record tramp just because I do OF. I think that's a big stigma too, is people immediately go to the extreme. Like, Oh, she's trying to take my man or she's trying to whatever. And it's like, Nope, just want to create, just want to have a good time. Want everyone to do their thing, you know? Yeah. I've, I've only shot one model who I know of who has an OF account and she's a photographer. Like she is a professional photographer as well as being a model. And I was like, well, she shoots her own content. She's, and we weren't shooting anything that was like what I would consider that. So it was like the one and only time I made that exception. But I do think that uh, people like go out of their way to stigmatize things too much when there are all sorts of things that people do wrong in their lives. That's like, wow, you wear like clothes that were made with sweatshop labor, or, you know, you, you fill up your tank using uh, gasoline. That's uh, being uh, put, put, you know, gasoline that's putting money in the pockets of brutal dictatorships and so on and so forth. But you're like, Oh my gosh, you showed your nipples. You're a fucking terrible human being. Oh man, we can't, we can't let you do this project or that project. I do think that, especially in the Austin market, it's probably a little more chill. So I like people like Chive are like, yeah, cool, whatever. They don't give a shit. And there are a lot of more open-minded things, even though Austin is a commercial market. I do think that there are some opportunities there, but then again, that's just me thinking out loud. You can comment on that, but uh, you know, working with brands and all that, I mean, you, as you said, you, you've run into a couple instances, but in general, it's been okay for you. There hasn't been a too much pushback on that. You've got some decent jobs out of it. Um, yeah, I'd say so. I definitely, like I said, want to be doing more, but I think that just comes to putting myself out there more socially. Um, and yeah, obviously Manscaped is, you know, even though Manscaped is a very like safe for work brand or they were until they got back on tick, whatever they do crazy ads, but like they've supported me through everything, which has been amazing too. And it's nice kind of having that like bigger brand on my back just to have some kind of credibility. I feel like, um, it can be hard to 
be like, oh, can this chick actually model this product, do this thing if I don't have anything to show for it? You know, I feel like that's part of it. That all being said, does the thought ever occur to you that like, hey, maybe Austin, Texas isn't the spot? Like maybe I'd just be getting better jobs or better market share in LA or New York or somewhere else? Because I know there are a lot of content creators here in Austin and it is a big content creator hub um, for IRL, for TikTok, for Twitch, um, for OF as well. Like it's just a naturally large hub. But have you ever thought about changing market spaces? Um, I definitely have. And I definitely want to start traveling more. I do think though it is something that I can't sacrifice my mental well-being and my home life like routine to just like go so hard in the paint. I definitely feel like I'm in a place where I'm just um, really like figuring out the right steps and how I set myself up for success in the future and take better care of my health, all those things. And I think that like that's my main focus versus market change up. But I do think that there are tons of other opportunities elsewhere that like in the future, I would not be afraid to travel to. I just don't think moving is something that like, it's not a big, it's not a big priority for me. The OF thing makes me enough money that I'm comfortable. And I think it's more about just doing what feels right in the time that I'm in, you know? Mm -hmm. And do you, do you feel that there is a cap on that? Um, Cause I will say one thing is like, you know, YouTubers, really good YouTube channels, they have a cap of like five to seven years. Usually uh, very rarely do they go beyond that. So you kind of have to like sort of plan ahead and obviously like, you know, sort out your finances. Like, do you, you know, is that something that you've thought about? Is there like a, sort of like a, like a route, like a rough route? And you know, if there is like, is there something you tell your past self as you got into this and first started generating, you know, a stable income? Um, yeah, I definitely would tell my past self to save for taxes and figure all of that out. I definitely did not really understand it. And I, I came from three jobs to doing OF. I mean, I definitely like always been a hard worker, always been able to pay my bills and make good money. But definitely at that point I was like, oh shit, like I was just trying to like fill a void kind of, you know, spending money on things, trying to make myself feel better than I did in my relationship situations and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like that really, um, obviously put me where I'm at today, which is a great lesson. Now I'm fixing it and learning about it before it gets too late or whatever. But I definitely wish I'd just been like, Hey, just set aside this income. Don't spend it, you know? So once again, educate me because I don't know too much about this, but OnlyFans, it's like a subscription service, right? Like you pay a monthly fee. Mm -hmm. So do you find that you have like a steady monthly income that obviously sometimes fluctuates from an increase and decrease, but is it, you pretty much have like steady subscribership basically, or how, how, how volatile is that uh, subscription service? Um, it definitely varies. I have gone from, I've never dropped below like 400 consistent subscribers which has been really great right now i'm at like 1400 it's obviously a lot That's more pretty awesome it's been amazing the oftv wow. thing has been like insane but i definitely yeah it wavers it comes and goes um it is really hard to speak on it though because the oftv stuff in the past three months has changed everything so there was always a consistent dip but right now things are just going up so do you think that there's a market out there for uh, almost 43 year old men foot picks <laughs> I mean, I tell it to everybody. Yeah, there's a market for anything out there. I think I'll anyone can do I'll it. take pictures of my fucking feet, clear five G's a month. Let's go. I mean, I'm going to go on a tangent here. Go, go ahead. About man. once every six months, someone who. Where are you going with this? <laughs> five and a half. No. Once every six months to a year, I get a random text from a girl who went to my high school. She won't tell me who it is, but she will ask for feet pictures from me. And she will pay. 
Tell me your secret. She won't. And, 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 and I don't know who the fuck it is. I've asked. But it's like it's like clockwork. Like once a How year, do you know they're from high school I, then? Because I that. asked her. I asked her. I was like, what class were we in? And she'll name the teacher. She'll name the period. And I'll be like, okay. You got it down to probably 30 kids. And then half of them are dudes. So you're she, probably down to 15 she, chicks. She won't give me She won't give me a name. She won't give me it. Like, this is where you bust anything. out the yearbook, dude. Look, look, You'll figure it uh, out. Look, she's paying me for like three seconds of work while I'm watching TV, okay? <laughs> like in my pajamas. So how much did you clear? I clear about $50 for six photos. Dude, that's too much work. Are you kidding? It, what, what? Flash? Boom? I flex a little bit of like... You gotta raise your rates, bro. <laughs> Dude, my concern would be like, what if it's not a chick from your high school and it's a guy from your high school and he's trying to like get a bunch yeah, of black foot exactly. blackmail. I'm a blackmail this guy with feet pics. I thought uh-huh. about that and I'm okay with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, 50 bucks... Like, I, yeah. Even if they're taking my photos and like putting them in the database with like 30 other dudes and they're just like, you know, that's what they're doing. Like, I'm fine with it. I've got paid what I think is a fair pay. And if they want to like monetize it, sure. No one knows who I am. They don't, they're not going to see me by my feet. You know, I don't even shave my feet before I say they take these photos. You know, they just, they're just apparently, apparently the dirtier, the better people are into weird shit. Just so. get, get Greek yogurt. And just <laughs> Before we go. Is there anything you want to plug? Anyone you want to shout out to? Anything you're working on you want people to know about? Um, definitely check me out on OFTV or on my Instagram, uh, Rachel underscore Hill with four L's. And um, obviously, shout out to all the photographers I work with. They're all amazing. And thanks to you guys for having me on here. Thank you so much. And uh, everybody, Rachel Hill. That's it for today's episode. I am fucking up the board operation today, but I finally got my channel unmuted. Follow us at f11pod.com, or you can check out our handles on all the major social media platforms that we don't use. But if you want to see our tweets and our uh, Instagram posts that we barely do, you'll check out the handle f11pod. Uh, Special thanks to Rachel Hill, who is an amazing guest today. And kids, until next time, chase light and not algorithms. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about this podcast, go to www.f11pod.com.